Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Silver Screen and Roll Podcast. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Alex, last week I asked you, what's the the Lakers record going to be next week after they play the Grizzlies and after they lost to the Clippers? You said 3-1. I said 2-2, and and you were right. And although the game's not final, the Lakers are winning against the Grizzlies right now. 118-89, two minutes left. Alex, congratulations on you nailed it. <laughs> and and KCP just finished an alley oop, so it, it just kind of sums up how the Lakers are playing tonight. Yes, anytime that Catavius Caldwell Pope can get on the floor when it's garbage time or in absolutely meaningless games, he becomes an all pro. And that's exactly what he's doing tonight in the fourth quarter. I think he has about 30 points in the fourth quarter, and I'm exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exaggerating, of course, but, uh, yeah, KCP just nailed an alley-oop. I, he's, he's actually been pretty decent in the fourth quarter. But anyways, that's not the story of the game. The story of the game and the story of this podcast is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis did not play in the fourth quarter, but he did score 40 points and grabbed 20 rebounds, Alex, this is the first 40-20 game for the Lakers since Shaq did it in March of 2003. Anthony Davis, good at basketball. That pretty much sums it up. He had he took 27 free throws tonight, made 26 of them, had eight eight offensive rebounds. The Grizzlies as a team had 11 and he just he was dominant, and early in that first quarter, we were kind of scared that he might sit out the whole game because of his shoulder. He went back to the locker room. Uh, his jumper looked kind of off. He kind of was rubbing his shoulder here and there, so that kind of made me a little worried. But uh, it was a pretty physical game. Like, like he took it to the rim. He didn't seem to be too bothered by the shoulder as the game went on, so that was a good sign. And, yeah, like, I'm... I, it almost felt easy for him. I think that's the craziest thing. Like after a while, like I like I stopped kind of looking at the score and then came back to the box score. And like wait, he has like thirty points already. I don't even know how that happened. And mm-hmm. it just kind of speaks to how good this guy is. Like he could go from maybe not playing a game to dropping forty and twenty and three quarters. Like it's just insane. Yeah, even in this game, I was writing down some notes in the first quarter. He had sixteen points and nine rebounds in the first quarter. And the way the first quarter finished, he was on the free throw line. And he got fouled pretty hard to, to get to the free throw line. And he looked at the bench like, hey, take me out. And I was like, oh, my. I even wrote, I even wrote down, man, his shoulder is messed up because he did not look good shooting those free throws. But then, like you said, he goes in the second quarter. He gets retaped, I guess, and he comes out. And it really was the third quarter where Anthony Davis just went off. The Lakers went on an 18-0 run in there. And Anthony Davis, like you said, 20 was it 26 of 27 from the free throw line another record broken by him because this one blew my mind a little bit Uh, the franchise record for most free throws made in a game if i told you who would have who would have that record i I think Dwight howard ever come to mind (laughs) i was gonna say Dwight because it was in i think his game against orlando i think i remember that game but yeah that's crazy yeah, they did hack a Dwight, and I guess he attempted 39 free throws that game. He made 25 of them. Today, Anthony Davis breaks the franchise record going 26 of 27 from the free throw line. So I, I, I really wasn't expecting Dwight Howard to have the record just because I didn't expect him to make 25 free throws in a game. Yeah, I mean, and this was different circumstances, right? Like, So this was a close game. 
AD was kind of earning these fouls. They weren't like a hack at, hack at AD. Like he was taken to the rim. He was getting fouled. So this was a little more impressive than that. And I think uh, Joey Ramirez of the Lakers uh, also tweeted out that uh, Anthony Davis is the first player in NBA history to have a 40-20 game in, in that few minutes, 31 minutes. So he beats Joel Embiid's, Embiid's record of 34 minutes last year. So he set another record tonight. Yeah, it looks like even though he didn't play in the fourth quarter today, Anthony Davis has played 32, 32, and 31 minutes in the last three games. So he's not playing a lot, which is good to start the season. But, man, let's just talk about Anthony Davis in general. When you watch him play, sometimes, in my opinion, he looks absolutely so smooth and dominant that he is, for the majority of the part, he's basically unguardable by most people in the league. And then there's a little, there's a couple possessions here and there where he really is forcing it still. I think the Lakers are still figuring out their offense. Um, but Anthony Davis, man, like it's going to be a storyline this year, especially when the Lakers play the Pelicans coming up. Like there's got to be no regrets for executing that trade so far for the for anybody in the Lakers organization. Yeah, no, even though Ingram and, and the young guys are playing well and they, they're probably gonna be really good players this is like a generational player in anthony davis and it's i think tonight just kind of showed that this this that's the type of package you have to give up to get a guy like this these types of guys don't come around or don't go on the trade block very often so when you get a chance to kind of get one of these guys you got to go out all out and do it and tonight we just saw how good how good he really is and how important it is to have like a top five top ten player in the league in anthony davis and yeah, he was incredible. And like I said earlier, it just seemed kind of easy to him. Like, mm-hmm. he, he did it in three quarters. He didn't, like, exert that much energy. His jumper wasn't falling. Like, it, it, he kind of had to grind this out. And then him grinding it out ended up to be 40 and 20. Like, it's it just speaks volumes to how talented he is and how crazy coordinated he is. Like, I love how, how lately he's been kind of pushing the, the pace after grabbing a rebound. And I think that's putting a lot of pressure on the opposing defenses, and I think that's what's helping him draw this many fouls. He's just kind of constantly putting pressure on them, and the Lakers really needed it tonight. They were really slow off the, out of the quarter, out of the tip, and even that third quarter, things got dicey, and they couldn't really score, and it got really ugly. A lot of whistles, and thankfully those whistles ended up on in the Lakers' favor with all those free throws. But they really needed this effort, and it kind of turned out to be a blowout. And LeBron only played. 28 minutes and AD only played 30 so those two got a nice rest here and next couple few days to to rest up and get healthy yeah the Lakers started the game 14-2 deficit and they slowly built their way back um finishing the second quarter was kind of hard to watch as well but you're right the third quarter was just so slow the refs were just calling everything they went to review two or three times but that's also the quarter where Anthony Davis blew up and that's the quarter where the Lakers almost scored 40 points um just going back to the whole Anthony Davis trade thing, um, you know, I was a little hesitant because it, they did give up a lot. They, they did. And I'll be honest, I think I was honest this summer. They did give up a lot. But just watching him play, when you're not in the spotlight when you play in New Orleans, as good as you are, you're just not in the spotlight. Just watching him play four games, watching him play preseason games, Anthony Davis is MVP candidate this year, absolutely, for the Lakers and in the NBA. He's so good and even though yeah like I still think he's 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 adapting he can have games like this where he just takes it to the rim and he'll go to the free throw line 20 times a game and he's gonna get his points that way 
he he can change the game in so many ways, which I think is important for the Lakers, who still don't have Kyle Kuzma, who still don't really have that third go-to guy. Maybe they don't need it if Anthony Davis would be throwing 40 points in three quarters. <laughs> I mean, that that's the crazy thing. Like, they don't have Kuz, they don't have Rondo, so there's still guys coming back, and this rotation is still going to get cleaned up a bit. So uh, you would hope that as more games go on, also AD becomes more familiar with his teammates. Um, they kind of figure out this this rotation between the guards and the, and the front court guys with Dwight and McGee, because McGee's actually kind of struggled next to AD lately. I've, I've, I've felt so. Hopefully, with more guys kind of getting familiar with each other and guys coming back, it just kind of puts AD in a better spot to score and a better opportunities overall. So it's just a great start. Like I, I know the Clippers opener was a rough game, and we had to cover that right after that game ended, and uh, basically a week later they've kind of turn turn the tables and they just look great they've kind of blown out these last two teams in exactly the way you want them to like these are teams that last year and years past they really struggled against these kind of bottom of the barrel teams and thankfully even though they struggle kind of early on in the games they just kind of hit this extra gear and kind of step on their necks and kind of end these games early so that's a great sign that they're at least winning the games they're supposed to yeah, the Lakers, it's official now. The Lakers beat the Grizzlies 120-91. The Lakers are now 3-1 and on the season. They don't play until Friday. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's nice to see them put away teams that they should be putting away. And it's nice to see them go on a three-game winning streak. You know, last year they started off 0-3. This year starting off 3-1. and um, The Clippers had a bad loss, but we know that they're going to be really good all year. Um, so that loss isn't too, too terrible, especially if it's the opener. Um, and... LeBron James finished with 23 points tonight. He had a couple of highlight plays. Every game he has like some crazy highlights. He's still vintage year 17, and people are still trying to do layups on LeBron James on a fast break. Like, stop doing that. What do you, have you guys not seen those highlights enough? <laughs> like, he's gonna come back and block you if you're gonna go up for a weak layup. It's 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 fascinating to me that players in the NBA still think they can get away with it on LeBron James. But LeBron James. Scores 23 points, and then Contavious Caldwell-Pope is your third leading scorer today. And KCP was a plus 26 in the game, which was, I believe, the highest of any player in the entire game. So uh, a lot of that came in garbage time, though. But still, I thought at least it's an encouraging sign that he's starting to play a little better these last two games. And again, they're going to need contributions from everyone. So if, if it's KCP one night, if it's Dwight another, if it's Caruso... These are the types of contributions they're going to need up and down the roster to kind of let AD and let LeBron kind of dominate when when their time comes. Yeah, Dwight Howard didn't have a great game uh, tonight as far as offensively. He did have two blocks and five rebounds, but on Sunday he had a big game with 16 points and 10 rebounds against the Hornets. Uh, I know today's all about AD, and we'll get back to AD, but I still think going forward for the Lakers, the point guard position is still going to be a topic of conversation at least until Rondo comes back. But today, Quinn Cook shot the ball relatively decently. Three of eight, I guess. I don't know. But he played a lot today. Caruso struggled today. He didn't score at all. But he did play in the first half, first time this year. So I still think the Lakers are going to have a lot of question marks surrounding the point guard position because it's just inconsistent right now with Quinn Cook and Caruso. And I know LeBron plays point guard, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I think that's – you're right. I think once Caruso – I mean, sorry, once – Kuz and, and Rondo come back it does set up these kind of these questions that we've kind of had all summer and kind of early parts of the season is how Frank Vogel is going to go about figuring out who starts who's on like number one number two in the depth chart and 
a guy like Caruso specifically, I'm kind of curious what happens to him because he's been kind of used like as a like a relief pitcher, like a, as a closer, like how uh, Pete talked about on the, the Lockdown Lakers pod. Like, so it's going to be interesting to see how he Caruso's used specifically when Rondo comes back. Because we, we could kind of assume Rondo's going to jump ahead of him in the depth chart and in the rotation, probably even get a start. I mean, you still have a guy like Avery Bradley and KCP, so Vogel's going to have to kind of skirt this line of which players get minutes on each night and then again switch matchups. And same for Dwight and JaVale, because JaVale has not played very well to start the, start the year, and Dwight, on the other hand, has been incredible. So I don't know how Vogel handles that. If you insert Dwight into the starting lineup, does that kind of hurt your bench in a way? Because Dwight's been great off the bench as an energy guy, and I don't know if JaVale can provide that same energy if he's kind of moping a bit. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions. Like, let's not forget, we're four games in. So yep. there's still going to be a lot of question marks. We still have injuries to guys that are expected to get a lot of minutes. So, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of questions to be answered. But a good start so far to the season. I know we were here. We started the podcast while the game was going on. Um, in the post-game press uh, – not press conference. His post-game interview with Mike Trudell, Anthony Davis said his shoulder is, quote, fine. So that is uh, pretty good to mm-hmm. to hear even though, because it didn't look good there in the first and second quarter. It didn't. And then last game, he told the press that his shoulder is fine also. But I guess I don't know how I don't know how much we can, you know, take his word for it, because like you said, he kind of looked kind of dicey in that first quarter and had to go back to the locker room and was getting treatment. So I'm not sure how 100 percent he is or uh, how good that shoulder is. But may I hope with these few days, they do have a little nice little break here. They don't play again until Friday. So hopefully he gets to rehab a bit and kind of get back to 100% because it kind of did look dicey in the first quarter. Like I said, I wasn't totally confident he was going to play that entire game. And thankfully, they got to blow them out. He got to sit the fourth. But uh, his, him being healthy is going to be key this season. And like we were t- uh, texting earlier, like I'm not ready to see a whole season where I'm freaking out every time he hits the floor, yeah. every time he grabs <laughs> at a body part. So it's just scary. I was. We were texting each other during the game, and I told you, I was like, I'm not ready to do this all year. Not just like every game, because I was, you know, I know, like maybe I was, I was over exaggerating about his injury problems, but if Anthony Davis goes down, it's gonna be a long year, <laughs> a really long year. As as good as LeBron is, I don't think the Lakers are good enough to make a playoff run without Anthony Davis. No, and I think, I think we're seeing early on that how much of the offense revolves around Davis. Like we're posting up a ton this season, like over thirty percent of the time, the Lakers are posting posting it up so and that all revolves around Anthony Davis and when the doubles come he's kicking it out to shooters he's the role man he's grabbing offensive rebounds he's fantastic on defensive end like he's blocking everything so he's really the the key to this team like he's kind of surpassed LeBron in terms of like the focal point of the offense and thankfully for LeBron he's kind of realized that and he's really helping feed him like every chance he gets so if AD gets if AD gets hurt uh yeah that's that's gonna be an issue yeah, uh, one other issue today that I was a little worried about because the game was close until the third quarter was the Lakers' three-point shooting. And yeah. it didn't end up costing them tonight, but when you think about what the Lakers have assembled here with this roster, it's obviously clear that it's Anthony Davis and LeBron James and a bunch of shooters. So we're going to have nights like this where it's 7 of 26, 26% from the, free throw, from the three-point line, and it's not good. 
Uh, we see the Warriors in the years past, as good as they were, they had nights like this too. When shooters' shots aren't going in, they're going to struggle to score. And that's where Anthony Davis, again, <laughs> is so important because he has this ability. When was the last time the Lakers had a big man where you're just like, all right, dude, just take it in and get fouled? And you were confident in that. Even when Dwight Howard was in his prime here in 2013, you didn't want him to go to the line. You wanted him to post up and dunk and get some easy layups. With Anthony Davis, it's a whole different situation. If his jumper's not falling, hey, dude, just take it in and get fouled. If you're going to shoot 26 of 27, go for it. All the power to you. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a great point. I thought tonight was another good example of, like, these games where the Lakers have to kind of win ugly. And if you got have you have a guy like AD who could just throw the ball into him in the post, that's just like a bailout. You have every possession, and it's it's a it's a benefit a lot of teams don't have. Like it's a it, it's like a reward to have something like that where your offense could be struggling, but you know if you just give it to him in the post or off a roll or something, he could get to the free throw line at the very least and draw fouls. And that's a really valuable skill to have in the NBA to slope, especially against a team like Memphis, who's very high paced. I think they're like the third highest transition team in the league if you're getting to the free throw line you're also kind of stopping that transition game and i thought their offense really struggled in that second half because ad was just constantly at the line and that slowed them down a ton they can't get out and run if they're kind of taking the ball out of the basket every every possession the lakers are not going to lose many games if any games when every single person that played on their roster had a positive plus minus on the night and that's what happened tonight every single player that played tonight had a positive net rating. Wow. LeBron James was the lowest with a plus two tonight, and they won <laughs> by 29 points. That, Everybody else thing. had a positive plus minus. When you look at the Grizzlies, Grayson Allen, who I forgot was in the league, had a <laughs> net minus 36 tonight in the 21 minutes that he played. So just as a comparison, the Lakers, obviously, it didn't look too good there in the first half. Uh, but the second half, they clearly turned it around, thanks to Anthony Davis. Uh, just want to take a quick break and say, excuse me if you hear some sniffling on my end. Um, I think it's going around. I know Harrison was dealing with it yesterday. I'm under the weather. Um, so excuse me if you hear a little uh, sniffle and blowing my nose behind the microphone. Um, but yeah, we're going to get through it. We're almost done. <laughs> almost. <laughs> well, thankfully, thankfully, the Lakers didn't have a boring game tonight or it was like a tough one and you had a rough it out even being sick but i think yeah thankfully it was a good game that we can uh do this well i wanted to also say congratulations to you and it's not for your writing skills today it's for breaking your your streak of zero and one on live tweeting at lakers sbn you finally got a win i'm pretty proud of myself uh it's a big accomplishment i've been uh prepping all day for it and thankfully ad came through and we got this win i gotta say though my only critique of yours is I did see oh, no. maybe one or two wrestling gifs as a reply, like in your tweets, but there wasn't a lot of like wrestling com- like references. I thought I was I was expecting a lot more. As you say that, I just sent one out from the site account. So uh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. oh, I, there it is. There it is. That is awesome. That's awesome, man. Um. But yeah, dude, uh, have you written anything this week for Lakers uh, SilverScreenRoll.com? Yeah, so I wrote Every Monday, right? Every Monday, and then I should have the game preview for Friday's game up uh, sometime by then. But uh, yeah, I wrote about their role players, which, like we kind of talked about today, how important they're going to be. And 
like how each night it seems like it's someone different. There's it could be Dwight one night, it could be KCP one night, it could be Danny Green, who's kind of just been this reliable source of offense and defense all season. So I think a lot of people within the organization, like Jared Dudley and uh, Frank Vogel recently, have kind of mentioned this like kind of this mantra, this kind of quote about being a star in your role. And I think tonight we've kind of saw that where it was Dwight coming in and really helping out rebounding and defending and just being a star in what is being asked of him. He's not trying to play outside of his skill set. He's not trying to post up every possession like he used to. He's He knows what is asked of him, and I think he's doing a really good job in doing those things and playing a role and really providing what the team needs from him. And I think so far that could be said about everyone on the roster. Like maybe outside of a guy like Javel, who's kind of struggled – and it's kind of, like, on the court you can see in his face, like, and you can see he's getting frustrated. But for the most part, I think everyone else has really accepted the role they're in and is really playing within that role and kind of helping this team win these games. And I think that's great. Like you mentioned, LeBron was a plus two tonight. Like, how many games in his career could he be a plus two and the lowest plus minus in the box score and then his team wins by, like, 20-something? I think that just speaks to, speaks volumes of how good and how collective of an effort this uh this win was yeah for sure and now you, when you said you're going to write the preview for friday's game how yep. late are you going to wait to write that because according to shams uh sharania he says that kyle kuzma is essentially 100 percent healthy right now and he's targeting either dallas on friday or san antonio on sunday for his season debut so i'll probably wait <laughs> i'll probably wait for that that update but um if uh that's definitely huge like we've been waiting to see kuz like that's the guy that's another big offensive weapon this team has been missing. And I think the last few games, like as good as the defense has been and as good as AD and LeBron have been, they have kind of been missing that third guy off the bench or that third scorer. Like me and you talk about this literally like every episode, but they are missing that third guy who can create his own basket. And Kuzma is that third guy. I mean, at least theoretically, he's the guy with that skill set. So this team could maybe get even better with him. And that's really exciting. Like, I, I really want to see a Kuzma, Davis, LeBron lineup and see what that looks like. I'm going to start my sentence by saying I'm not comparing Kyle Kuzma to Klay Thompson. But I will say this. The Warriors were great when it was just Steph and Klay as their primary ball score, uh, scoring people. When they added Kevin Durant and Klay was basically the third guy, they almost became unstoppable. So every week it's or every game, it's nice when someone steps up, like a Dwight Howard or like a Avery Bradley or, or whoever it is, a Troy Daniels. It's nice when it steps up. It's a lot better having the consistency of a third guy be there. And that's why we th- I think I talk about it a lot because when I talk about Kyle Kuzma and the Lakers this season, I'm talking big picture playoffs, NBA finals run. I'm really not concerned about, you know, 36 wins this year. I'm really like... Having a third scorer who I think we are all assuming is going to be Kyle Kuzma is going to be a integral part of making a, a deep run. It's just that simple because, yeah, you have AD and, yeah, you have LeBron James, and tonight they combined for 63 points. But it's going to be even better for you if you have Kuzma putting up 18-20 a game, isn't it? And that's why I think I keep bringing it up. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, I think we're also really – looking forward to how good his jumper looks. Like, I think that's going to be a swing skill. Like, you brought up Clay, and I think that's not a bad, like, it's not a totally bad comparison. Like, I know those two are 
totally different players and everything, but I think he could fill a similar role where he is kind of this kind of low usage option where he kind of just picks up all the spacing benefits from those other star players and their usage where he kind of is a spot-up guy or he's cutting or he's defending and that's something he needs to do and something he can do. Uh, I think recently he's talked about how he's excited to show everyone the skills he has now and what he's been working on. So, I mean, what if he comes back and he's another guy who took this giant leap? Like, we're seeing that with Ingram. We're seeing that with other players around the league. Like, we don't know exactly how good or how bad Kuzma's going to look. Like, if he made a leap and looks like a potential third star, this is just, that just adds to the Lakers' ceiling. And that's something that I think a lot of people are excited to look like to see how that looks. Yeah, absolutely. And the Lakers' schedule, um, they start off with Dallas, who's also 3-1. and one. Then they're at San Antonio and at Chicago, who's not very good. But it's a three-game road trip, and then we'll be back here again next Tuesday. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked you last week. But now it's a little harder because the, the Mavericks are 3-1. and one, The Spurs are 3-0. and oh. This is obviously right now. And the Bulls are not very good, but still in a road game. They're 1-3. and three. So when we talk next week, they're 3-1 and one right now. What are they going to be? So how, how many games is that, you said? They're going to have a total of seven games by the time seven we come back on. Seven games. So they're 3-1 and one right now, and they have three road games. I'll say they'll be, uh, they'll, be they'll, they'll have two wins out of that. Okay. So out and of those three, they're going to win two. So clearly they're, they're, you're thinking they're going to beat the Bulls, right? Yes. And then, so it's between losing at Dallas or losing in San Antonio. Yeah, I think one of those games is going to be dicey. I don't know which one because Dallas is, I think, pretty good this year. And Dallas is probably the, not the first, because Rudy Gobert was obviously a big a big defensive obstacle for the Lakers. Uh-huh. But Porzingis' matchup against Anthony Davis is going to be really fun to watch. That That's what I'm looking forward to. And Dallas is another team who's 3-1. and one. They beat Denver tonight, which is a really impressive win. And Luka looks amazing. Like, he's a fantastic player. And I'm not sure who they put on Luka specifically. Like, l- the last couple of years it's been – or last year it was Ingram. And Ingram did a really good job on, on Luka. So I'm interested to see, again, another tall wing option like Kawhi, who they had, they had a lot of troubles with in that opener. Let's see who they put on on Luca this game. It could be Kuz if he's back Friday. Like he's got the size and the mobility, that could be an option. But um, again, like as long those, as it's not KCP, right? No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Luca's not Kawhi, so I don't know if he could actually bully him in the post. But yeah, I don't think that's in KCP's uh, wheelhouse for sure. All right. Well, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go two and one on the road trip, and I. I think Friday is a, a bit of a tougher matchup, just just matchup wise, because of the roster. So I'm gonna go with the Mavericks being the loss, but two and one sounds good. Five and two to start the season without Kuzma being around for the first four games, with Anthony Davis kind of playing hurt, no Rondo as whatever you think of him. That's a good start, and I'd be very happy with that. It definitely is, and it's way better than like start than they've had in the last few years. So I think they'll definitely take that. By the way, highlight of the day, obviously it is Anthony Davis's 40 points, 20 rebounds, uh, first 40-20 games in Shaq in March 2003. But also, highlight of the game, did you see this? Uh, the Lakers did not allow 100 points tonight, so the Staples Center crowd gets tacos. <laughs> and they were chanting Taco Tuesday to LeBron James as he was dancing on the bench while they were smashing the Grizzlies tonight. 
highlight of the day right there. Well, did you hear that they they actually moved back the to, uh to win tacos? You only need to give up less than 111 points now. It's not even 100 points anymore. Really? Yeah. So is I that think a Taco going... Tuesday special or is that every? No, game? no, no. It's an every game sta- uh, like special at Staples Center now. Yeah, because the NBA is pretty hard to keep people below 100. I think points that's nowadays. it. Yeah. 111 points gets you tacos now. Or 110 points gets you tacos now. Something like that, yeah. But I did see I did see people tweeting out LeBron was getting the, the crowd into it with the Taco Tuesday chance. So that's definitely cool. Yeah, he definitely was. Well, hey, guys. I'm Alex Padilla. This will be a little short this week because I legit want to sneeze so hard right now <laughs> and, like, blow my nose. Um, I'm at Alex Padilla 86 He's Alex Regla at Alex M Regla on Twitter. You could also catch him every Monday on silverscreenandroll.com. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, you can subscribe on Apple and Spotify and all your podcast platforms. Any final thoughts before we uh, head out of here tonight, Alex? Anthony Davis is good at basketball, man. Anthony Davis is good at basketball. Can I also ask you one question? Okay. Um, I tuned into Fox Sports 1 today, and I saw wrestling because I was looking for the World Series. Okay. I'm guessing... How's that? That SmackDown was that SmackDown today? Today what was is today? Tuesday. I'm. It might have been a replay of SmackDown. Or okay. wait, I don't. I don't know. I don't actually don't follow WWE as much anymore. It's oh, you're on. just bought into the the AEW man. You got you got to join in. That's where it's at. Oh, let me also ask you a prediction, too. Game okay. 7 is tomorrow of the World Series. You're a big baseball fan. I know you're a Dodger fan, and you probably hate hate the Nationals. But Game 7, Nationals, Astros. I can't believe that every single road team has won every game in the World Series so far. That is a crazy, crazy stat to me. But tomorrow, it is uh, Max Scherzer versus Zach Greinke. Who do you got? I'm actually rooting for the Nationals. I, I'm actually kind of hoping they win. I'm, I, um, like I've been shocked every series they've won. Obviously, I was shocked when they beat the Dodgers. I was shocked when they beat the Cardinals. So it's kind of a cool underdog story, and I'm always kind of rooting for the underdog. So this is definitely going to be exciting. Like that that matchup's going to be great. Scherzer versus Granke. Like that's that's going to be a really good game. And yeah, I it's a crazy World Series. Like I couldn't even watch any of the game tonight because of this AD thing. So. I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Who do you think is gonna win? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Astros are gonna win, but I'm re- I'm rooting for the Nationals. I just think yeah. that the Astros. Um, I mean, but Granky's been a little shaky um, tonight. Justin Verlander, who hasn't, who's 0 six in the World Series. Oof, that wow. sucks. Yeah, 0 and six in all in World Series starts for Justin Verlander. Um, I just I don't know. Like Scherzer had back spasms and he missed the start already. There's just something there that I'm not fully trusting with Scherzer, but Greinke's also shaky. Um, I just got to go with the home game for a game seven, the home team for a game seven. That's all. Yeah, game sevens are always the best. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely going to be fun. I'm watching Anthony Davis's post-game press conference. It says on the on the screen, this is his fourth career game with 40 points and 20 That's rebounds. crazy. That is exactly why you freaking trade Brandon Ingram <laughs> and Lonzo Ball. Because those guys... As good as they can be, they will never be able to do that ever, ever, ever. You will never see <laughs> either of them. I will risk a pinky to tell you that neither of them will ever have that stat line. So, Anthony Davis, you said it perfectly, man. He's a generational talent, and tonight was his game 
tonight I will remember for a long time. As boring as his like points were, that they were all free throws, <laughs> it was just dominant, man. It was dominant, and and I'll remember this this one for a while. So Anthony Davis, Lakers final score one twenty ninety one over the Grizzlies, and I'll say it again, Anthony Davis first forty twenty game since Shaq in March of two thousand three. It's pretty That's awesome. That's it, man. You said it. You said it. Alex, we'll talk to you next week, man. All right, feel better.